in regards to what in the world is this Earl Dibbles Jr. guy? So we were at our ranch in Texas near Waco, Texas. And we were like, what if we had this old house on the land? And we were like, what if this guy lived in this old like house from the 1700s and he was just completely separated from society? What would he talk like? What would he look like? What would he be wearing? What would his day look like? So we came up with this character for Granger to play. Uh, we figured Earl was a pretty country name. <laughs> My middle brother, Tyler, he said, I used to play football with a guy with the last name Dibbles. And I always remembered that. And he said, well, if you're going to be country, you got to be a junior too. So we came up with the name Earl Dibbles Jr. This segment of DOD TV is brought to you by Leopold, American to the core. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, episode number 218. Yee yee. I'm Matt Drury. You're Tim Chelsvik, and we got... A cool guest on today. Yeah, yeah. We, we we got Parker Smith on. He's the CEO of Yee Apparel, and he's involved in the whole Yee world. And like this, these guys are blowing up, and they're doing something really cool because they're 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 making the country like the outdoor lifestyle cool and hip, and and making it something people want to be a part of. If you ever go to a country concert. You, you know, these guys, you know, like you see their shirts everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it is go to the lake in the summertime. You're going to see a flag flying. I mean, it, it is everywhere. It's awesome. So if you're one, if you've ever seen it and you're wondering what in the heck does that mean? We're going to dive in. We're going to show you. All right. But not before we get to our shout outs. All right. So real quick, uh, last week's episode, we had Will Himeno on. So he was, he's the 9-11 survivor. He has a couple new books out awesome podcast if you haven't watched that one go back because it was well worth it basically tim and i just shut up which maybe is the best podcast we've ever done and Agreed. will will tell a story <laughs> so mark ness uh, over on deercast said that uh, we knocked it out of the park with this guest such a great story to hear about never give up you guys were just like the rest of us sitting back and listening great job guys so Mark is also saying, stop talking so much, Matt and Tim. <laughs> Hard to do a podcast without <laughs> talking. Uh, and then Mark Zink over on YouTube says he'd like to see a podcast on how much a lease costs. Well, let me tell you, it's a lot cheaper than buying a farm. So Heck yeah. Especially right now. And you get a little flexibility. Yeah. Too. So we could do it. All okay. right. Well, All right. Well, uh, oh, we should also say on DeerCast, mm. um, Dr. Grant Woods posted a video Last, actually, a couple of weeks ago, based on when this show is airing, yeah, on Neonics. And yeah, Neonic. Thank you. <laughs> None, Nick. <laughs> what does that mean? It's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> you should, someone write in, someone write in some, some comment mail to Matt. Yeah. Something good about me making fun of Tim. <laughs> Keep it up, buddy. <laughs> so the, the article is pretty awesome. The, the, he's got a video they did with it and, and him and Mark have been talking back and forth with Dr. Aaron Gaines and everybody's worried about the turkey population. Anybody that's going out and hunting, especially in the Midwest, you're realizing like, yeah. what the hell is happening to the turkey population? They're just it's seemingly disappearing and so uh, a big concern and just kind of a thought that mark had was what about what we're putting into the ground with all these roundup ready type soybeans and mm -hmm. uh corn and it's got all this um you know chemicals and stuff involved into it and it, you know kills the insects and it does all this stuff to help it grow but what's it doing to the you know the 
bird population that go and feed on it when yeah. it's planted. And uh, it's some pretty interesting stuff coming out that I think is going to worry the hunter quite a bit. Yeah. If nothing else, it's something else to think about, like to at least understand that there are other possibilities aside from nest predation and things yeah. we've talked about in the past. Yep. So, so definitely go give it a watch. It's it's good stuff. All right. So, so let's jump into it, let's man. Let's bring on Mr. Yee. All right. Parker Smith, how are you, man? CEO of Yee Apparel. Yep. How are y'all? We're good, man. I appreciate you uh, jumping on board here. So you and I kind of connected just on Instagram through mutual friends, the guys over at First Form. You guys are, are good friends with them. Obviously, we're partnered up with them as well. And uh, I, I just, I've enjoyed watching what you guys have done over the last five years or so. And I know you've been around longer than that. It's just, it's crazy kind of the trajectory of the company and the brand and the lifestyle. And I thought it'd be fun to have you guys on and just talk about, you know, the background, the history, and then dive into what you guys are up to these days. Yeah, for sure, man. I can fill you in. So, so did, did it all start? Like maybe people are familiar with Earl Dibbles Jr. Persona on YouTube, like what, what was the kind of firecracker start for you guys? Sure. So my oldest brother is a country music artist named Granger Smith, and he's been singing for a long time. He is uh, about 14 years older than me. And so he's been singing since like 1998. And a lot of people don't know that because he's still considered a newcomer. But as you guys know, or may not know, the music industry is just so crowded and so competitive. Oh, I, I know personally. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tim can't get into it. <laughs> it's weird. I haven't been signed yet. <laughs> yeah. Tough. Yeah. It's a tough world. Um, so back in about 2011, we were trying to find ways. I was in high school at the time, but we were trying to find ways to grow Granger's music brand and to build it up in a really crowded space. And so my middle brother manages Granger. So you have three brothers on our ranch in Texas. And what we had been doing at the time was creating like Saturday Night Live type skits uh, that we thought we were funny. We didn't know if anybody else was going to think it was funny. We would do videos of the week that are still on YouTube somewhere in the algorithm that are out there still that no one ever saw probably. <laughs> but we had this idea to, we were like, let's just get views any way we can. And maybe we can leverage those views into some awareness for Granger's music career that is going well, but was he was still fairly small at the time. So in regards to what in the world is this Earl Dibbles Jr. guy? So we were at our ranch in Texas, near Waco, Texas. And we were like, what if we had this old house on the land? And we were like, what if this guy lived in this old like house from the 1700s and he was just completely separated from society? What would he talk like? What would he look like? What would he be wearing? What would his day look like? So we came up with this character for Granger to play. Uh, we figured Earl was a pretty country name. <laughs> My middle brother, Tyler, he said, I used to play football with a guy with the last name Dibbles. And I always remembered that. And he said, well, if you're going to be country, you got to be a junior too. So we came up with the name <laughs> Earl Dibbles Jr. Went and bought some overalls at the store, bought some uh, red man chew mm -hmm. and uh, got some old uh, warm Coors lights from dad's barn mm -hmm. and, and brought it down to this house, created a monologue for his day. And somewhere in the middle of that video, Granger yelled or Earl yelled the words yee yee uh, without even thinking of it. Yeah, yeah. And 
that video went viral. And for whatever reason, those words were just polarizing, just stuck with people. Mm-hmm. And before Granger knew it, people were showing up to shows saying yee. And he was like, like okay, like we're onto something with this Earl guy. I need to try to, to bring my music career and blend it with Earl. So he wrote the country boy song naturally sure. as Earl Dibbles Jr. And acted as, which at the time was just insane that you're literally singing and putting a song out as somebody else. You're playing somebody else. Um, and it went viral and it was bigger than anything else he'd ever put out. And really, man, the rest is history. And, and uh, I joked that when I was in college at Texas A&M down here in Texas, uh, people would come up to me and, and know who Earl was, but not know who Granger yeah. was. So he, he got passed <laughs> up by his own alter ego. Um, and I graduated from Texas A&M in 2016. And they were like, man, this whole Yee thing went into pop culture. It went everywhere and it went viral like wildfire. Uh, we could use some help in trying to manage this thing. I had no experience whatsoever in, in managing brands or building brands. Uh, I've just been trying to keep up with the phenomenon of Yee Yee uh, ever since I'm making it up as I go, man. So, so we ripped this for the soundboard right off that. I think that first video, yeah, yeah. That's, it. <laughs> that's it. That's the one he's on the show. Yeah, it sounds that I think that's the original one. So that's now, if you don't care, that's going to be in the soundboard. Like that's my next sound effect for the rest of the, Perfect. yeah. Perfect. So, you know, th- that, I, I mean, I remember back in, from what I could tell, that was way back 2011, right? Yep. So, you know, I remember it. I can't say a whole decade ago. I mean, but you just know seeing on the internet, you just see Earl Dibbles Jr. Mm -hmm. all over the place. It reminds me of kind of like Joe Dirt in that regard. It's like people just love it. They love the persona, but I'm sure for you guys, it's like, okay, how do we a capitalize off of this taken on like wildfire, but also keep getting Granger's name out there and make sure people know that, Hey, he's actually a, 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 legitimate oh, legit, artist yeah. here you know what what do you have to do to kind of make sure you're cradling that line a little bit yeah that's a great question i've never been asked that before um oh. i think granger would probably be able to answer it better yeah, than me yeah. I would say from my point of view uh it was just a matter of granger was just still coming out with new music and what he would do is he would just he, granger does a good job of, of not being too prideful so he will humble himself down to respect what the people want to see and so he would bring out Earl at the end of his show. So that was kind of the way that he did both where mm. it's like Granger Smith featuring Earl Dibbles Jr. And so he would do a whole show as Granger Smith and then run to the back, change into overalls <laughs> and then bring out Earl. So Earl would then do, and he still does that today at his shows where Earl will then come out at the end and like be the encore of the show. So I guess that's kind of how he's leveraged it. Uh, from a live music perspective. It's it, it, it's definitely an interesting road you guys have walked. You've done something that even Garth Brooks and his team could not do yeah, with Chris, Chris Gaines back in the 90s. That yeah. just that never ended up flying. So probably he gets, too, He's probably too young for that. You're, you're showing yeah, your age. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very old. And, and so like you guys actually flipped it, starting with the persona and leveraging that into like legitimizing a successful uh, career since then, Mm -hmm. you know, so you go on, you go on to not only the brand, the, the clothing line, you know, now Yee radio, which we want to talk about. I, I mean, it's become a cultural 
phenomenon. You're representing, I think, a big part of the country that doesn't get represented in media. And I'm sure that's part of the success, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, these guys are speaking to me. Yeah. There's energy there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, man, I usually just put it down into three different categories into what I'm doing. We're, we're always just trying to find ways to provide value. And you see it a lot of times with, there's a reason why you guys are sitting where you're at right now, because if you get, a, if you feel a little bit of success and, and you feel like a little bit of momentum, it's easy to just take, 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 and want see how much money can I make from this? How much can we take from people? And if you're not coming at it from a perspective of always thinking in terms of your listener, your customer, and, and figuring out how can I bring them value. And then the other way is just going to leave you feeling empty anyway, if that's all you're wanting to get out of life. But I just think it's, it's a cool balance of trying to always trying to provide value for people. How can we make this brand interesting and not just boring money grabbing print on demand t-shirts? Cause as you guys know, everybody has a t-shirt company these days. Everybody gets one viral video and then they start a brand. So, um, to go back to what I said, I think it comes down into to three, three major facets is kind of what we've done, which is um, have a good quality product and, and whatever you're doing, you can't, you can't be successful without a quality product. Market it in an interesting way. Don't just be corporate because everybody wants you to be corporate. Uh, don't take yourself too seriously. We just try to, we try to communicate to our customers and our listeners like, like we do our friends. Um, and then lastly, just be able to send it out send out the product or the service uh, in a reasonable manner and have good customer service. And I think people kind of overthink the rest. We should start doing those things. <laughs> That's Were you taking we notes? Uh, we'll, we'll rewind it and watch it later. So <laughs> We're recording this? Yeah. So growing up, you guys, you grew up on a ranch down in Texas. So obviously, you know, hunting is a way of life down there. So how has that kind of part of that fabric woven into your brand throughout the years? Well, number one, I pretty much include whitetails on all of our different logos. And I think a lot of people in the Midwest, I was never, honestly, I want to get more into turkey hunting because everyone will not shut up about how fun it is. <laughs> and I've never done it before. So I'm completely biased towards whitetail deer. So that's what I grew up hunting, uh, getting in the deer stand before school, coming in after school and going to the deer stand. Um, it is a big part of what we do. And it, I think it being from that small town atmosphere is really what helps you uh, empathize with uh, that wasn't a big part of my childhood growing up. It, it's funny how much, how much of a touch, like a cultural touchstone antlers and camo are. Yeah. Like even people that don't hunt, but they're from the country or they identify as a country person, they're going to have antlers or they're going to have some kind of camo on. <laughs> Definitely a gun somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Possession. Yeah. It's, it's just part of the DNA, man. That's what makes small town living so good. So with your schedule and with those craziest things I've gotten, did you get any time to hunt last fall? Hmm. That's a no. <laughs> Didn't get anything. I did hunt. Mm -hmm. I try to go back to our land near Waco at least a couple weekends a year and go. I know Granger did. He got to get a dang mule deer in Mexico, which was so cool. Um, but I like to go just at least get in the stand a couple times a year, man. Yeah. Um, I actually just started bow hunting like two or three years ago. There so you, you guys can make your, your listeners can make fun of me. 
but um, man, just getting in a stand with a bow a couple times a year, I have to at least just get in the stand, mm-hmm. even if I'm not going to commit to getting anything. Um, sure. Being out there is just, it's, it's, you're a little closer to God for sure. Yeah. Once you get busy like that too, I mean, being able to go out there and just turn everything off, <laughs> it's a nice, you know, I, I'm sitting there more than I'm actually seeing stuff half the time. So it's, it's just nice to unwind, disconnect, disconnect yeah. and not be reachable for just a couple hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, so you, some of the country guys that we're friends with, they always plan their tours in the fall so that they're like running through the Midwest right around the rut. <laughs> you know, it's like October, November. It's like, yeah, I think I'm going to hunt or I got to stop in Iowa, one in Missouri, yes. you know, one in Kansas, whatever, Illinois. And then they're hunting al- along the way. That's a, that, is that something you guys do as well? Because it's definitely, if you don't, that's maybe your key. I'm working, I'm working. Oh, and I'm hunting. hunting. <laughs> no, I know. I need to pass that along to Granger, though. He needs to start doing that. Step yeah. it up a little the bit. Same thing with turkey season. Yeah. Do spring tour. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I did. When people come to the show, they expect research, they expect facts. This show? It's, yeah, oh. yeah. 100% Wild Podcast. Show. So I actually did some background on the origins of the word ye. And uh, so this comes from the internet. I was on the internet earlier today. I logged in. (laughs) Ye comes from the Italian language version of the animated movie Dinosaur Adventure by Dingo Pictures. This seems like nothing to do with what these guys do. So that's the background, everybody. Thanks, Sam. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the show. That's, that's right. That's, we're getting bad looks from the. We may we may have a new uh new uh new, some new ideas for a new branding, maybe a new slogan. Yeah, <laughs> right. A, a dinosaur boy. <laughs> Alan is kind of our canary in the cage. He's, we got a guy back here staring at us. <laughs> yeah, Alan is part of our live audience of two today, and uh, when he turns around and looks like he just smelled a fart, you know, you said something, <laughs> something stupid. <laughs> right. We we get that look a lot, but uh, but that was research. So well. You're welcome. Yeah, you're good at research. All right. So one of the things that I like about what you guys are doing, you're also, when you have these fall launches or summer launches for the apparel line, you're also giving back to certain foundations. I know that you've gone done a lot with veteran foundations and disabled outdoorsmen. What, why the connection or what, you know, like you said, I guess earlier, you know, it's not just about making money and, and, and feeling empty. You guys are there's always a good cause behind it. What was kind of the background there? Why you guys decided to go that route? Yeah. Uh, great question. Um, you know, we are all, uh, Christians in the office, my brothers and I, and we're followers of Christ and believe that everything that we've been given, uh, has been given to us. We didn't do anything to earn it. I think that everything that we've built is a testament to what God has given us. And we feel like it's important for us to be able to give that back because I feel like on my time in this earth, as you guys I'm sure have felt as well, it's like you don't get to take any of this with you when you're gone. And it's really easy to um, throw it all in your pockets. But um, I, I just feel like the money is not really ours. It's, hmm. it's we're, we're to be good stewards of this money and give it back into the organizations that we believe are, are making the world a better place. That's awesome. And rare. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, if, if your motives are pure, like your, your motives are good, then typically good things happen. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and you're surrounding yourself with good people. You, you know, your network of people, it, it says a lot about you and uh, the company that you keep. So speaking of network, I downloaded the <coughs> Yee radio app. As did I. It's legit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was, I was half expecting it to be mostly Granger Smith music and maybe some artists that you guys curated. There was, so uh, just recently it was Alan Jackson, Keith Whitley, Chris Stapleton, Alabama, uh, obviously Granger. And then with the wallflowers were in there. Like th- this, is, this is sounded like my, my playlist on my, on my Amazon prime well, the, music. The question I had, what I was wondering is like, how do you guys, I know that you guys got a guy that curates it or helps with that side of it, but how do you go through getting the rights? Like, is that a complicated process to the royalties and all that side of it? That is all above my head. That is Anthony <laughs> Lay, who was a program director at Case 101 here in Austin. Ant-Man. Granger built a relationship with him, and um, he actually approached us with the idea. And we're looking at what you know Garth has done with his channel, what uh, you know the Margaritaville channel has done on SiriusXM. And he was like, I think that we could do something here that would be able to be a really cool connection with your audience. And, you know, in a world where I think we're all on streaming platforms and we do enjoy being able to make our own playlists on Amazon, like you said, or Spotify, it's really nice to be able to just throw on an app from a brand that you trust and you like and be able to just let it play and not have to worry or have the pressure to always be picking the next song. And I've, I've actually really enjoyed it. Um, in terms of the royalty and stuff, that's kind of all above my head. I don't really know exactly how it works, but uh, but Ant Man had had all of the connections there and has been able to set it up. And it's been one of those things where it's like, like you said, Tim. It's like we could have just it could just be some Granger songs and then one or two other artists, but it's it's really whatever you make it to be. Mm-hmm. And so Ant Man has done such an awesome job of like literally going around and like interviewing people at concerts about what Yee Yee means to them, making curated certain hour of a certain type of music and doing exclusive live concerts from artists on there. And you can just, when you're listening to it, you just get such a cool, but from the the sound bits that are in between the songs, you just feel so connected. And it's cool to know that there's something out there playing 24 seven. If you're working on your truck at two o'clock in the morning in the garage, you'll be able to hear Granger and Ant talking about something, um, of whatever's going on about, you know, whatever current events are going on. And it's been a cool way for us to be able to just kind of bring all of the different facets of the brand together. It was cool. I downloaded it. And the first song that when I opened it up was Bobby Pinson, who's a, we've, you know, he's been in the hunting industry a long time. He's a good kind of behind the scenes guy, but great, great dude. And I was like, ah, Bobby, he's, he's a, he's a great writer. He's wrote a ton of hit songs for artists in the country world. Sure. It was just cool to see it right out of the gate. First guy was a guy I knew. Strong. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, ah, this is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That was, that was what Ant really wanted to hone in on. He's like, what does Yee Yee sound like? That's what I need to figure out. And so this has been like an experimental, like couple of weeks as we figure out what people are liking and not liking. So it's a little bit of everything from, you know, some of the newer artists like a Hardy to uh, a Keith Whitley yeah. to some ACDC uh, to Toby Keith. Like you never really know what you're going to hear. So it's kind of all over the place, if, but in a good way. If I were to say, what does ye look like? It would be a picture of Bobby Pinson. <laughs> Cause that's what he, I mean, that's his kind of persona really. And awesome. Yeah. So it, it was pretty cool. I thought. 
If you guys like pitchy singing and a bunch of like dead strings or buzzing strings in your guitar playing, we should talk. Cause Tim, gotta, just quit pitching yourself. You're never going to make it. <laughs> That's the, see the haters are going to hate, man. That's right. I just keep on doing my thing. So not, not long ago, you guys had a yee yee car, right? Over in the NASCAR series. Is that right? Yeah. How yeah, crazy cool. is that? Like your brand's growing to this type of what, because that stuff isn't, that's not, you just don't just do that. Like that's a whole nother level away. of branding. Man, it was unbelievable to be able to see. We were walking up to the track for the first time. We, first of all, just Brandon Jones team in the Xfinity series has just been amazing. Uh, we actually, Brandon approached us about doing it. We didn't think it was even going to be possible. Like you said, we were like, look, I'm pretty sure that there's no way we're going to be able to make this work, but, um, it's just been amazing. Uh, we were walking up to the first race in Austin, Texas in Granger, <laughs> Granger. When you first hear the roar of those cars as you're coming up, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't grow up diehard NASCAR, Same. but I mean, it's just, it's one of those things as a man, when you hear that motor in person, it's, it's, it kind of, I'd put it in the category of like when the F 16s fly over mm. before a football game or something, it's yeah. just, you get chills head to toe. And so being able to see our, our car, our name on a car with that much power and uh Granger is like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to cry the first time <laughs> I actually see it on the track. Uh, so man, it was such a blessing. That was, really cool and we're just those t-shirt sponsors that are like we could only afford like two races but for the rest of the year we just like are like on the edge of our seats like cheering on brandon and like yeah. telling everybody to go for brandon even though he's not doesn't even have the yee name on it <laughs> I was like, we're, we're just those lame sponsors who get, like get like one race and then we're, we're trash talking all together more than pretty cool. right yeah yeah it's, it's, it's totally a different cool. level yeah so so you guys have yee tv radio yee apparel Granger Smith podcast, the Earl Dibbles Jr., the Smiths. Uh, Granger has a book. If your city, your if your city, if your country, that, what's on the horizon? Like what's next? What's I left? Mean, <laughs> yeah, the, the, you guys have covered a lot of channels. Yeah, uh, we actually are working on what I think hopefully will be bigger than everything um, right now, and we haven't announced it yet. But we're looking at probably October sometime. We'll be getting into a new uh, niche, a new market uh, with a new type of product that I'm really excited about. Um, I can say we are uh, separately. We are working on a cologne right now that should be interesting. And then <laughs> smells uh, like some, Red Man. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to call it either dirt or diesel at first, but then. Uh, wasn't sure if anybody would buy that. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sure somebody <laughs> would. Like back. If I, Parker, yeah, if I guessed point. it correct, would you tell me? <laughs> no, I can't. Ah, oh. I can't. Okay, Sorry. I was gonna guess uh, margarine. Off camera, I'm gonna guess it. Yee, margarine. Yeah, <clears throat> I got an idea. I think that's it. Man, it's pretty incredible. That, that first of all, that was a deep tease. So now we gotta have him back in October when he launches to it. Launch it, yeah, yeah. I so. like that. It's exciting. Yeah. Maybe yeah, we'll do it from deer it. camp. That's right. We don't actually have anything. I just want an excuse to be a, be a guest again. <laughs> He's like, oh crap, we got to come up with something now. I made this stupid promise to Motivation. <laughs> Believe me, this promise would go, it's not like a bunch of people are going to hear about it. <laughs> when are you guys going to release that new Yi channel? Yeah. So uh, I, I got a question. So how'd you hook up uh, you guys, the brand with like uh, 
the Kendall Jones, the Hannah Barons. We know all those guys from the industry really well. Ken, Kendall was in Taylor's wedding. Uh, I mean, it was, you know, like that's, we have some good friendships there. how do you, I know she's a Texas girl. So I assume there was some sort of connection there. Yeah, man. We just, we literally just DM everybody, anybody <laughs> and everybody. So that like blue a couple check, single guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank God for that blue check. It's just, we just reached out to a bunch of different people in the industry and like to connect with them and send them some gear and see if there's any way we can provide them some value. So, uh, yeah, they all came down for Yee day, uh, which we did on in April yeah, as like a celebration of the first time Yee was yelled. <laughs> and um film the music video yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah i was waiting for, i was trying to you were queuing him up to do it, yeah thank you but yeah yeah man yeah it's been really cool to connect with all those people though it's a small world if you if so listeners watchers of the podcast you got to go uh to youtube and check out their videos from that yee day because they got these friggin' monster trucks i mean just gigantic diesel you know i love it jacked up trucks they're flying through the fields and getting them stuck and i mean it, it's really it is really cool and i think you guys touch on a whole world of of people that nobody else is really catering to man yeah. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. You guys need to come next year. Don't tell me okay. twice. <laughs> We're there. Oh, man. <laughs> cool. Well, do you guys want to uh, hop into the question of the day? Let's do it. Okay. All right. So question of the day is brought to you by HHA Sports, the leader in single pin sites. They're American made and backed by a hundred percent lifetime warranty. And you are now a single pin guy, right? Yeah, man. It was, I'm not saying I'm great at it, because the moment of truth, when you're trying to dial it in, I mean, it's still very hectic right there. Yeah. I got a little lucky. Well, the first buck I killed with it last year, he had stepped a little bit further than what I had ranged him last. And mm -hmm. so I hit him a little high. Second buck, I got lucky and he walked right into where I had put it. And it's like you knew what you were doing. Yeah, double long shot. And he was dead, you know, within 50 yards. So yeah. it, it, that part is still like, hey, practicing with it. It's so easy because you you range, you dial, you shoot. It is easy. And it took, took a lot of the target panic out of it because I have yeah. all those pins in the way, but in a real, you know, hunting scenario that does take practice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. you know, year two this year, we'll see how we do. You'll be a vet in no time. <laughs> yeah. We just did a gear review on, uh, on the HHA Tetra max single pin and the four pin. So fo folks can check that out, see kind of what makes the most sense for them. Yeah. All right. What's the question of the day, Tim? It's from Karen McAllister. Karen said, I had two does come in at 10 yards to the side of my ground blind looking in at me. It's brushed up good. I was running a thermocell. She was sniffing the air. After a few minutes, she snorted and busted loose. Everything was sprayed with scent cover. Will a thermocell run off deer? She came in from the side of me, which was not a normal travel path. First of all, I feel like Karen's writing a novel here. Like, I feel like I'm engrossed into a, there's a great, story. There's a story. I What's like. going to be the climax <laughs> of the plot here. So I don't know, Parker, about you, if you've ever used Thermocell or ever heard of it. I don't know how, how bad the, the Skeeters. mosquitoes or anything are out when you guys are hunting, but it, it is the, I mean, it's the bomb. It really is like these thermocells. I mean, they've been around probably 15, 20 years. Probably. Yeah. You turn it on and it emits this, I don't know what, like, I don't know. It's not really an odor. I don't know what the hell it is, really. It, it, it's it a does. Chemi chemical soaked pad that kind of evaporates, but I, I don't know what the chemical is. And are. you put one of these early season, like for us, like we had a river farm that we were hunting, Mississippi River, and it, it, you know, just mosquitoes would carry away. You put that thing on, and 
no mosquitoes. You might have to put one or two out depending mm-hmm. on how bad it is, but it, it's, it's like a godsend. I what mean, was your experience then with the deer and how they never reacted. had a problem with it. Dad uses it all the time. Okay. And, and I think there is an odor to it. There's something to it, but I've, I've never noticed a deer have an issue with it. So I, I, I mean, that's not to say I, I've had some times where we used ozone and a deer, it, they don't know exactly what it is. And so it freaks them out and they just poof, take off running. Sure. But it's not that they're necessarily, it's not that they're getting scared or it's something that they don't like. It's something that they don't know. So they're just getting the hell out of there. Yeah. With, with Karen's scenario, um, the does were at 10 yards. That's like, you know, no matter how dark your ground blind is, yeah, a, there's a pretty good chance that doe probably caught some movement in there. And that's probably what spooked her. So you're calling Karen a bad hunter. Just like me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know. Have you ever had any experience with a thermocell, Parker? Man, I, in, central, in central Texas, the mosquitoes aren't too bad, honestly, in the fall, at least that time of the year. Right now, they're awful. But yeah. for whatever reason, I've never had issues with it. They're legit. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking right. of legit, the wildlife word. I don't know about that. <laughs> Brought to you by the American Hunting Lease Association, your hunting access resource. Parker, prepared to be have your mind blown by Tim's knowledge of the outdoors here. So I, I'm like Alex Trebek. Like Alex Trebek on Jeopardy didn't know ni- probably 90% of the answers to the questions. He hey, just had the little that. note card. <laughs> he just had the <laughs> note cards in front of him. So uh, the, I got somebody. But y'all don't say that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it was. Uh, during the winter, deer need more carbohydrates due to the greater energy demands on them. What do they need more of during the summer? Is it A, proteins, B, fats, C, carbohydrates, or D, little umbrella drinks and white wine spritzers? Mm. Parker, we always let our guests go first. <laughs> let us know if you need to hear those choices again. Man, I wish I had my middle brother on here because he put me <laughs> a game. <laughs> He's got all kinds uh, of useless knowledge. <laughs> in the summer, uh, we always go really heavy on our protein in the summer. So I'm going to say protein. Actually, that's what I'm going with as well. I could be, eh, I wouldn't think it'd be carbs or fats. That's kind of a late season thing. I'd like to think it's little umbrella drinks with white wine spritzers. I mean, it's that just would be tasty. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> a white claw. I'm going to go with A, proteins brought to you by First Form. Yee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are winners. Let's go. Yeah. yeah see, you know, Dice nice feeling good about himself. He's ready to do the podcast again. <laughs> it's like, All right. Leaving here with a little knowledge. This didn't suck. <laughs> well, I think, I, uh, I think some of the deer down in Austin, Texas, may be doing the white wine. <laughs> Austin yeah, is a Austin's weird place. On you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, I don't know. Pretty soon you guys are going to be able to claim it as Texas. Austin needs some yee. Um, yes, it yeah, we're working on them. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, does need more uh, protein in the summertime. Obviously, they're lactating and feeding their the fawns, and then the bucks are putting on antlers and growing velvet and everything. So, uh, so protein is the thing that they need. Now you know. Yeah, I felt like we had this one before, but maybe that was something else. Protein. Maybe related. you said deja vu. Maybe, maybe our audience will tell us that you suck. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> Believe me, they do. <laughs> So, Parker, before we take off here, is there anything else you guys uh, you want to talk about or plug? Or I, You guys got so many. Uh, what I've been turned on to lately is the Instagram channel, the Yee Out. Is it Yee Outdoors? Yee Hunting. Yee Hunting. That's the one. 
Yeah, man, we got it. We got us anything that you're interested in regarding to the outdoors or really anything. We got a Yee Yee Instagram handle for it, probably. So, man, if you're if you like uh, if you're a family guy and you got kids and, and you're like on the homesteading side and you love gardening and that sort of thing, I would say go check out the Smiths family vlog on YouTube. That's Granger's family vlog. If you're into um, uh, more spirituality and self-help and self-development and that sort of thing, the Granger Smith podcast could be awesome for you. Uh, he does some awesome Q and A's with people and gives live advice on his experience. And then uh, we also have the Yee podcast that you can check out. That's uh, a little bit more easygoing where we talk about current events and how that pertains to the Yee world. Um, Yee radio for music. And I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> These guys got it all. Yeah, except margarine. <laughs> okay, that's the launch, the October launch. <laughs> Parker's like, shut up, shut up about the margarine. <laughs> Our <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks so much for hopping on and taking the time, Parker. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys very much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I love what you're doing for wildlife community and for conservation the world needs some more guys like you we appreciate that and uh, we'll pass that on to the guys that are actually doing it like mark and terry yes <laughs> the ones that are good at it tim and i were just trying to make our way we're just happy to be here that's right until <laughs> they fire us <laughs> right. if i get fired whew. it's gonna be interesting <laughs> yeah i mean really what is that something. september did that oh I'm, I've said too much. Oh, I am getting fired. Whoops. That's that's okay. That's right before hunting season. <laughs> right. Matt's going to kill some deer Plenty this year. Plenty of time on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, we appreciate your time. And uh, everybody, go check these guys out if you're living under a rock and you haven't already. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. 100%. All right. Till next right. time. Peace See you out. DeerCast is giving you the chance to hunt with Mark and Terry Drury. Head over to DeerCast.com to enter.